Hey everyone, husband here. And I'm wife. If you've been listening to us, then you know we're all about reading the Bible and reacting to it on our first read-through. Cuss words, crying, laughing, and more. We're passionate about creating a podcast that takes the sanctity out of the sacred text and simply stating it as we see it. But we can't do it without your help. We're asking for your support to help us keep this podcast going. There are two ways you can donate. Text SACDIS, that's S-A-C-D-I-S, to 53. 555 if you're in the U.S. with a one-time donation. Any amount helps. Or if you'd rather start a sustaining membership, sign up on our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. Membership levels start as low as $2 a month. We are amazed and grateful for our fans that support us now, and you can become one too. With your support, we can keep sacrilegious discourse alive and well for years to come. So please donate today. Text SACDIS to 53555 if you're in the U.S. Or sign up for our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to Sacrilegious Discourse. I'm husband. And I'm wife. Together we're reading the Bible for the very first time. We grew up without religion and wanted to know what all the fuss was about. Well, what have we learned so far? That God is a dick, and apparently some people believe in talking donkeys. We're not trying to pass ourselves off as experts. Nope, we're just reading the Bible for the first time and giving our first take reaction. If you'd like to join us in this venture, you might consider starting at episode one. Otherwise, jump in wherever you like. All right, let's go read the Bible. Yeah, let's get to it. Hey, wife, did you know that Anchor is sponsoring our show? Really? Don't we use Anchor to distribute our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts? Yeah, and we are on just about every other platform available as well, thanks to them. Why do we use Anchor as our podcasting service? Well, they make editing and distributing our show a breeze. What if one of our listeners wants to start their own podcast? Then they should head over to Anchor.fm or download the app to get started. Awesome! You guys should go do that right now! Husband! Wife! It's Saturday Q&A! It sure the fuck is. 
And today, do you know what we're talking about? We are talking about David and marriage and bullshittery. And weddings. And weddings. Yeah. 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 David had lots of wives. He did. Well, it depends on what you consider lots of wives. Oh, no. Trust me. Oh, he had lots of wives? He had lots of wives. <laughs> we're going to well, get into okay. it. I didn't know about the lots of wives yet. I knew about a few wives so far. <laughs> You've been introduced to a few, but trust me, he had lots. Okay. All right. Lots of wives. Yep. All right. And uh, is there anything else we're covering? Just weddings and David and wives? That's it. Okay. Well, let's go ahead and get into this shit. All right. Sounds All right. good. Okay, let's get into this. Okay. So, before I talk about his wives, let me just tell you something real quick about David that I didn't know. Okay. He is described in the Hebrew Bible as being the third king of the United Monarchy. The, the, the United Mon- Monarchy. So, this is like Judah Israel and Israel. and Judah together He's combined. He's the third United Yeah, one? yeah. That's really weird because it feels like they're kind of pulling it together right now. Right. But, okay. He's the third king of the United One after Israel and Judah. After Israel and Judah? Oh, wait. No, I'm sorry. That's the names of the countries. Yeah, I was sorry. like, what? Sorry, nothing. After Saul and Ishbal is what I meant to say. Where the fuck did it... I mean, we know about who's, Saul, but who the fuck's Ishbal? Ishbal? Right? And how does he come between David and Saul? I have no idea. Like, they, David and Saul are, like, butting right up against each okay, other. Okay, but this is from history, not from the Bible. Okay. okay, yeah. So, like, this information that I got. Okay. So, this isn't just, like, pretend stuff. This is actual history. It went Saul, Ishbal, David, Solomon... Rehoboam. Rehoboam. Okay. Rehoboam. Sure. Whatever. Okay. And um, Saul was between 1047 and 1010 BCE. Okay. And then Ishbal was 1010 to 1008 BC. Oh, well, maybe that's why he doesn't get a mention. He was a short He was only there for two years. Right. They're like, let's just slide over this guy. Yeah. And then David was king from 1008 to 970. Ah. So, 30-some-odd years, you know? So they skipped the two-year guy because yeah. inconvenient. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so, just thought I would put that out there first. Sure, yeah. Okay, so David had eight wives. Will eight. We, will we call that lots of wives? Yeah, I think we can call eight lots, at least by today's terms. Yeah. For sure. Lots of wives. Right, right. Okay, so we know the first three. And I'm going to get into them in a minute, but that was Michael, uh, Hinoam, and Abigail. Right, okay? right, yep. And then the other five that we haven't met yet okay. are Maka, Haggith, Abital, Igla, and Bathsheba. I've heard of Bathsheba. So have I. Huh. I don't know anything about I don't about know why her. I've heard yeah, of Bathsheba. Yeah, I don't know anything but, about her, but yeah. yeah, I know that name. Right. But let's talk about his first three wives just a little bit more. Yeah, because, I mean, that's where we are. Yeah, So exactly. Sure. Okay, so the first one, Michael, was Saul's younger daughter, remember? yeah. And um, remember, Michael was definitely in love with David? Yes. Yes. I mean, she... um, She defended him. She defended him. She risked her life. Right. And stood up for him and sent his Saul's guards away and helped hide him and stuff. Yep, yep. And so, but it also specifically indicated or stated that Michael loved David. Yeah. 
You know what it didn't state? That David loved Michael. Right. And you know what else? What? After he leaves the court, he made no attempt to contact her again. Oh, wow. So, so basically when Saul like gave her up to another man, and he's like, uh, dude's not coming back, so yeah. you need a man. You need a man, and that's why he gave her to somebody else. I see. Yeah. I see. That was kind of shit of David. I mean, we don't know the ins and outs. For all we know, Michael was a beard because he was actually plugging um, Jonathan. Could be, could you be. Know? Like, she could have been like, I know you and my brother are in love, so right. I'm going to, you know, marry you to help keep you in the family. Sure, sure. So, we don't know how right. that went. That might have been a happy annulment. Who fucking knows? Could be. But she's still listed as his first wife. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, there's going to be some stuff coming up. She yeah. comes back into play. Really? Yeah. Interesting. And, um, I don't want to get into it because right, that spoils it's the story. ahead of where we're at. Right. But she does come back into play. Okay. And then, so just keep in your mind that Michael, um, was given to another man. Right. After, after David. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, so number two, you would think it would be Abigail listed next. But it was the one that got like two seconds of a mention? Yes, and I'm going to say a couple things about her. Okay, okay? yeah. Her name is Ahinoam, and she's just some woman from Jezreel. We don't know. Sure. Okay? Yeah. She also shared a name, had the same name as Saul's wife. Hmm. And so some scholars wonder if it wasn't the same person. Like, did you steal your... Maybe Mom that's why Saul's still fucking right? pissed. There, there's some question of that. Hmm. Like, was it the same person? That's now, many most scholars think no, okay. but it's still worth like, it huh? Definitely raises an eyebrow. Yeah, right? it yeah. sure does. Yeah. Um, regardless, she was probably already married to David when the conflict with Nabal erupted. Okay. Even though they didn't mention it. Yeah. But she's usually mentioned before abigail in the bible like they don't say abigail and ahinoam they say ahinoam and abigail were his wives ah okay, okay. also she delivered david's first son oh okay so she probably was around before abigail right and as far as the getting it on got on yeah got it yeah and i don't i how do you feel do you think that she might be um Saul's wife i would have to read a lot more into the actual histories and the you know it, there's it's all supposition you would just yeah. have to guess right it would just yeah it would purely be specula well, speculation I'm, I'm asking you to speculate what do you think i mean it it's interesting that i it's interesting that he married somebody with the same name and that him and saul were at such odds for no so, reason seemingly right? right yeah yeah so i mean it could make sense yeah. it could yeah i'm not saying it does but it could it could definitely okay so Abigail, the third wife, yep. um, which, again, she's always listed as the third wife. Right. Um, she was the one that married David after Nabal had a stroke. Right. And the Talmud regards her as one of Tanakh's, I don't know who Tanakh is, I didn't get into all that because sure. the Talmud. Right. But the Talmud regards her as one of Tanakh's seven female prophets. Huh. 
be, because of her choice of words in the way she placated David. Yeah. Like, she saw which so way... This this woman can talk to men and... No, it wasn't just that she was able to talk to men and persuade him. It was that she sussed out the situation immediately. Got it. Saw that Nabal was being really fucking stupid and went and said all the things that needed to be said because she saw which way the winds of history were blowing. You know, it just doesn't seem that difficult to suss out. Like, dude was an asshole. He's pissing off this guy that's got a fucking army. And, you know, maybe we shouldn't. But it wasn't just in that small town situation. Okay. Some of the things that she said were um, larger than just small town, like needless bloodshed, um, you know, that you'll be guilty of needless bloodshed, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I, I didn't write down all the things that were said, but she said some shit that really came back to haunt. Like, we're going to see some of the shit that she said. Yeah. So, it was, she was very intelligent, is got the it, point. Got it, got so, it. An intelligent woman means, must be a prophet, must be God's word. I mean, at the very least, she was beautiful and smart. Right, Okay. Right. So, there's um, some question whether David married her because he was attracted to her. Right. Because we know all men are led by their penises. <laughs> Or um, because it was an astute political move because Nabal had high status. I mean, that's kind of what I thought. Cause but I'm like, also he was rich. Yeah. No, Those I mean, are separate, though. Right. Power and money. Sure, sure. And she was beautiful and smart. So None of that could hurt. Yeah. You know? It was I mean, all a win-win, win-win-win for him. Right. So that is what I have about David's many, many wives. Well, at least the first three of the many wives. Well, and then we name the other five. Sure, For sure. fuck's sake. Right. So we're going to meet the other five coming up here shortly. Yeah. And um, that's exciting. But the other thing that you had a question about was, um, did they have ceremonies for weddings back yeah, then the it, way we do today? It's very, like, they don't ever mention ceremonies, really. At least not in the Bible that I've seen so far. Um, from what I could find, there were ceremonies, but they were much less intricate. Yeah. Um, the the wedding, the, the marriage consisted of a two-step process. Okay. First was the betrothal, and that was a contract process. Okay. Where the prospective um, groom yeah. would meet with the bride's father, and they would, you know, bang out the details because dowries and all that other shit right. that's got to be worked His out. His willingness to provide for her yeah. as well as the terms under which he would propose. And again, the bride price. I can't um, even imagine having a conversation like that with parents today. Like, Right? The bride price was not just that he was buying her. He was also compensating the family for the loss of the daughter's labor. Right. Sure. So um, it, it wasn't just... That she was a belonging. Right. She was also a very, very busy, contributing, necessary member of the household. Right. So the betrothal period typically lasted a year or two. Oh, wow. But during that time, she is legally married to him. Oh. And so, yeah. So she is legally bound to him and um, still lives at home with her father. But during the betrothal, um, she has to, like wear a um, veil over her face so that when she's in public, it shows that she's off the market. She's Got taken. It. Got it. So, 
Are they like getting in on at that no, point? No, 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 no. Oh, they okay. have to remain very apart from each other. Ah, okay. and that's part of. It's a long betrothal, yeah. Especially for like way back then, because people died a lot. You know, right. like I mean, just right. like hmm, a year but or it, two. It also it also um, gave a chance to show if the man was serious or not. Sure. You know. Yeah. Um, and also because during that time period. While they're working out the details together yeah. and setting up this business plan, the husband-to-be, the groom, is preparing the space for her in his own family's house. Got it. Got it. So, because they didn't go get their own house, um, the woman always went and joined the man's family. Got it. And so it was less that the groom was giving compensation more that the groom and his family, since they were all gaining another person, yeah, they were compensating the other family for the for their loss of a helpmate. Right, right. So okay, so that's the first part of the process. Okay. Okay. Yep. And then the second part is um, when the new house space was ready for her, he would come and sneak over and steal away his bride. <laughs> now, she knew it was, like, coming, so she'd sure. be packed and ready. Yeah. But that was, like, their their big, you know... Tradition. Tradition thing. Yeah. There, so there wasn't really a wedding, per se. It was just a... There might be a dinner and a feast later. Okay. But there wasn't this big, like, let's all go to a sandals beach wedding right, right and fly in all of our family from across the world and have hundreds of guests in an open bar it wasn't like that i feel like that would be an interesting episode sometime to cover like the history of weddings and stuff like that as far as religious weddings go because i know like certain cultures have very there's different very interesting religious right. um wedding types that are kind of neat well weddings as we see them today particularly in america have only come into vogue in the last 200 years. Right. And even the um, engagement ring, I think, only started in, like, the 1800s. Right. I, I know that that was kind of due to, like, the diamond industry the itself. The diamond industry itself, so. yes. Like, they turned it into a Hallmark card moment. <laughs> right. And so now, you know, consumers that we are in America, we've just turned the whole thing into an extravaganza that that's not what it was yeah i i started learning some of this stuff years ago like how engagement rings and and just like hallmark holidays and stuff like that you know and it it's such like you it's a joy kill it really is like you think all this stuff is growing up you think all this stuff is like these holidays right they're traditions traditions and rituals that you look forward to and then you realize it's an overblown commercial yeah and it's like fuck the fuck is this shit? Yeah. This is bullshit. That makes me really happy for how we got married, which is very small scale, and we did not spend hardly any money at all. <laughs> and I did yeah. get a ticket on the way to the wedding. You did get a ticket. So we did spend some speeding. money on that ticket. But you were yeah. speeding to your wedding, and I cannot believe that motherfucker gave you a fucking ticket. I know, right? Like, my son was in the car with me. I was in the car. We're dressed up for a wedding. And you tell him I'm on the way to my wedding. Right, and he's like, "Here's up? your fucking ticket," and I'm like, "Really, guy?" Yeah, man, what a douchebag. Yeah, yeah. I remember when you got there, you didn't tell me at first. You didn't tell me until <laughs> after the ceremony, and I was like, "Really? Oh my god, we saved all this money and still ended up shelling out more than we wanted to." 
Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. It was a really fun wedding because it was so small scale. Right, right. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. We didn't even have a wedding cake. No, we were supposed to have something, but that didn't work out. <laughs> well, we had different family members' ideas of what the cake should be. <laughs> right. And then I was like, y'all take care of it and kind of left it in other people's hands. And then the day of, found out that there wasn't one. So I was going to stop on the way to our right. wedding venue and pick up some Twinkies and strawberries. <laughs> but we had spent so much money um, out of town that there was a block on my fucking card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing really went right that day. It was, we didn't even have all the clothes that we were supposed to have. Oh, then, yeah, and, and because like, our son had left his shirt. <laughs> right. He had left the correct shirt at home. So we didn't even have matching shirts at no, the it, it was, ceremony. And... I mean, it was a horrible but great... Day. Yeah, no, really I, was. yeah, definitely. The reason that we were so far away is because we had a friend who had cabin space available. Yeah. That so that's how we were able to get away with everything. Cabin so, space and a building and a venue and a, I mean yeah. like everything. And then he loves providing the barbecue and the yeah, meat, he catered so. for us, brought the beer. I mean, it what more could you ask for? It was ridiculous how much we got away with right. not having to contribute to our own wedding. Yeah, yeah. And how wrong everything went. <laughs> but one of my catchphrases is that catastrophe now makes a great story later. Well, I mean, we didn't spend a lot of time planning it. No, we like, didn't. Like, we're just like, we're going to go down here and get married. Yeah. And, and then we did. It seemed like everybody else was, like, really concerned with the guest list. And, like, right. my sister was really concerned with the flowers. And I'm like, I don't care. Right. Fucking flowers. Who gives a shit? Yeah. That's not the important part. Which kind of gets us back into this. Right. They're actually kind of what we have in mind, which is they were concerned about the important part. Right. Which yeah. is how are we going to make this work for our future together? You never hear about a $25,000 wedding back then, I bet. No. <laughs> so there was no religious rite that was performed with the concluding of the marriage. Huh. But there was a feast at the conclusion of the festivities. That's very interesting. So no religious very, rites. Nope. Well, and do you remember how the divorce was performed? All they had to do was um, present, like, a document that says, you know, I don't like you no more kind of thing. Right, right. So. I just, I guess I find it interesting that all this stuff went that way back in the Old Testament, right? When mm -hmm. when God was around. Yeah. But then now we, we, it has to be this certain way now. Right. And if you're Christian, Why? God it's, approved of this other way, too, so what does it matter? It's the same reason that the more religious you are, likely, the the more makeup you have on and the more expensive your clothes and jewelry. Right. I am curious if there was somewhat of a more... Is it, is, I wonder if there's more elaborate weddings in the New Testament, because I don't know. I don't know. You know? like um, I, I don't know where I that came from. didn't really get into much of that. I mean... Sure. I don't know. I mean, if, we're not there yet, right? No, well, so. no, and I don't know if the time period that I'm discussing is far removed from that. Right. You well, know? you're about a thousand years away. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, yes. How much will change far. in a thousand years? Who a, knows? A lot. <laughs> I mean, I know, yes, yes. But with regard to wedding ceremonies, that I don't sure. know. Sure, right, right, right. I would say even with wedding ceremonies, a lot's changed in the last thousand years that I've that if you took a thousand-year-old wedding to today's weddings, a lot. No, changed. absolutely. Um, capitalism will do that. Right, for sure. Yeah. So I don't know 
how it was during Jesus's time is the question I guess you're asking. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. Like I said, I, I kind of would be interested in learning more about the origins of weddings, I guess. I mean. So, just, just in general because of what we talk about, because of our subject matter, etc. So got it. That's all. All right. Well, maybe we'll cover that when we get there. Who knows? Yeah, sure. If, it, if it's still interesting by then. Right. Definitely. All right. Um, Well, I think that's all we got for today. That's all we got for today. All right. Well, we are going to get on out of here, and tomorrow we will have our... Weekly replay. And then on Monday, we will be going into 1 Samuel chapter... 26. All right. We will see you guys then. Bye. Hey, wife. I guess that's the end. But husband, that's just sad. It doesn't have to be. We are on lots of social media platforms like Twitter. Our handle there is sacrilegious underscore D. For D's nuts. Oh my God. Stop doing that. Anyway, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. There's a link to all of our social media sites at our website. Ooh, we have a website? Yeah, it's sacrilegiousdiscourse.com, where you can also find a link to our merch shop. We have a merch shop? Yep. We have podcast-themed clothing, mugs, notebooks, and more, as well as an atheist and science-themed products. Wow, our fans should really go check that out right now. Definitely. They can get in touch with us by sending an email to sacrilegiousdiscourse at gmail.com. But before they do that, we could really use some help. Oh, yeah? With what? Well, it's not free running the podcast, and we need some financial support in order to get better equipment, which will free up time so we can concentrate on our podcast and our fans. Okay, so what should they do? Head over to patreon.com forward slash sacrilegious discourse and sign up as a contributor on our podcast. Supporters there receive additional bi-weekly episodes that we record just for our Patreon members for as little as $2 a month. Also, we'd really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe on whatever platform you're using. And Apple Podcast Reviews help us out tremendously. Like and subscribe. Leave an Apple review. Join us on Twitter. Support us on Patreon. That's a lot of instructions. Don't forget to say thanks. Thanks. Okay, bye. 